Thanks for listening to this podcast of Trending with Timory. If you haven't already subscribed, please catch us wherever you love to listen to your podcast, from the Relevant Radio app to Apple, YouTube, you name it, we are there. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to go and give us a five-star review to help other people discover the podcast. Anything you share in terms of episodes, whether it's texting it to a friend, posting on social media, helps to build up the kingdom for God to help confront the challenging issues we face as a culture, but with joy, with hope, and with an eternal perspective where our faith collides with everyday life, bringing eternal principles to help us live our life joyfully. Relevant Radio is listener-supported radio. Talk radio for Catholic life. Welcome to our fall pledge drive. Join the family. It's great to be with you. It's Timory here on Trending with Timory for our weekly marriage hour. Hey, we're kicking off this hour in prayer. We're praying for an end to abortion in the United States and for our needs to be met during our pledge drive. Please pray it with me in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly into thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We need 103 people this hour to step forward and support the work we're doing. If you'd like to support my program here on Relevant Radio, Trending with Timory, please, we'd love for you to donate over the next hour. RelevantRadio.com, Relevant Radio app are the easiest ways to give. Or give us a call, one 291 Okay, I had a rather comical experience today. As you know, I'm seven months pregnant very pregnant here, 34 weeks, I think. I don't know. I lose track. But my husband and I have been apart the last couple of weeks with some work projects for him and lots of changes going on. And I think I've also shared I've been struggling with some preterm labor. Thank the Lord that's come down over the last week and healing from some complications that have been going on in our pregnancy. Uh, but you know, it's one of those moments where, you know, you have these marriage conflicts and this was our funny one from today. You forget sometimes you're pregnant. I forget I'm pregnant. My husband had a I forgot you were pregnant moment today. <laughs> he sent me a calendar invite that we were going to go camping in a few weeks uh, next month when I'm basically a week away from my due date, to which I see the calendar invite. I go, wait, what? And I'm thinking maybe he's telling me that he's going camping a week away from the due date. So luckily I had a couple hours to sit with this and just say, hey, finally I talked to him before the show. I'm not going camping a week before my due date. And I just want to let you know, you're not going camping a week before your due, before the due date. He's like, oh, I forgot I had a second kid. No, 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 I'm not going. And it was one of those moments where with healthy communication, you can handle these situations. But my initial reaction was I think I was that cartoon character slowly boiling over and about to just burst out of the top of her head thinking, who the heck do you think you are taking me camping and you or you're going camping? right before I'm about to have a baby, or potentially right when I am. Anyways, it's our marriage hour today on Trending. If you have a question, the number is one 914 9149 My guest today 
is Erica Komazar. She's a clinical social worker and psychoanalyst. She's a parent guidance expert. She has written a book I recommend for all parents, moms and dads alike, and future moms. I actually was first introduced to her work, I think just before I got married. She wrote a book called Being There, Why Prioritizing Motherhood in the First Three Years Matters. It's a really important topic for us making difficult decisions within our families, within our marriages, with regard to how we raise our children. We're going to talk about making those difficult choices as parents and understanding the impact of daycare on children a little later. But I want to start today by discussing how to build resilience in your children through the choices you make as a parent with your spouse when it comes to parenting your kid and how you interact with your children. So Erica Komazar is here to discuss this with me. Erica, thank you so much for joining us today on Trending. How do we build resilience in our kids? Well, thank you for having me again. And, um, you know, it's it's a big question, and it actually uh, ties into the question about why we shouldn't use daycare. Um, it has to do with our beginnings with our children. Um, resilience is something that is um, basically built into your children from the very beginning, uh, meaning the way you raise your children from the moment they're born uh, is is how you build resilience. It has everything to do with the foundation that you set down in the first, what we call the first critical window of brain development, which is zero to three. Um, but if you do miss that window and you didn't know that that was such an important window, you have another opportunity, which is in adolescence, which is what we call the second critical window of right brain development. Uh, and that's 9 to 25. So as you say, the first book that I wrote was about the first critical window of development and what parents can do to lay down the foundation. But, you know, all's not lost. If you missed it or you weren't around a lot or and your children are starting to show signs of stress, you have another opportunity in adolescence to sort of build in that resilience into your children. So let's talk about how that's done. I know you have focused a lot, especially in those first few years, but you work Mm -hmm. a lot with child psychology and development and parenting all through the years. What do we need in the beginning, and then how do we continue to foster it as the years go on to give that resilience that kids need but are are crumbling with regard to into adulthood in our current culture? Well, the foundation that I'm talking about is really emotional security. So children aren't born resilient, and they're not born emotionally secure, uh, and they're not born feeling safe. I mean, they're actually born incredibly neurologically fragile, um, and we like to project onto very young children, to infants and toddlers, that they're more developed than they are, that mm-hmm. they're more capable of handling stress than they are. In fact, they're not at capable at all of handling stress. And so we sort of impose on them what I like to use the word adultamorphize. We treat them as if they're adults who can handle stress, but in fact, they're incredibly fragile emotionally and neurologically. And the only thing that makes them feel safe, so, and safe and secure, and to trust that the environment is keeping them safe and secure is to be as physically and emotionally present for them as possible in those first three years. Um, And, you know, that means being a sensitive and empathic nurturer. So I always say to parents, you can be there physically and be checked out emotionally, 
but you can't be emotionally present if you're not there physically as much as possible. And that's, that was controversial, as you know, Timree, in the first book that I wrote, because people felt that I was saying, oh, women have to go back to being barefoot and, you know, <laughs> pregnant in the kitchen, you know, and never go to work. And it's, it's not what the book was about. The book was basically about the neuroscience of attachment, that if we are not present enough in those first three years, we don't help those children to create a sense of security and a sense of safety. And that leads to problems later on. Because if we don't develop that, if we do develop what we call attachment disorders and don't have that emotional security, we can't cope with stress later on. It's interesting because uh, my husband and I have been part the last couple of weeks just for some work projects and a lot of things going on with us. Um, and my daughter is almost two in December. And, you know, I'm a full-time mom. You know, I, I work, you know, when my kid is sleeping. And it's interesting because even with all of that presence of me and having extra family around, even just seeing her sleep patterns completely change while, you know, he's dad's not around versus when he is around. Um, and just her attitude, the, the sound and tone of her voice, uh, her joy, it changes. And it's a matter of parents being present. I mean, no matter what mm -hmm. way you slice it, you can love and be as present um, as you want. And, you know, maybe argue that it's all about quality time, but quantity and quality really do matter. And I think sometimes that's the debate that we hear a lot of, Erica, is finding that balance between the two and understanding that both are equally important. Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, so when people talk about quality time, generally what they're talking about is quality time in exchange for quantity time. And so we never want to think of it in a binary equation like that. We want to think of it as um, children need both. Uh, and, and if you, you know, pop into their lives at the end of the day, particularly very young children who haven't seen you all day um, and have either been forced to be in, you know, overstimulating stressful group environments like daycare uh, or are left with babysitters who may be very loving, but they're not you. Um, you know, when you come home at the end of the day, you know, don't be surprised if your baby either doesn't want anything to do with you because they're angry or they cling to you because they feel insecure. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it really does matter that you're there. And I think if you look at the, if you can look at your baby and see the vulnerability and see the fragility uh, and see the dependency and the need of you that you're their entire universe. If you have the empathy to look at your baby and see their vulnerability, then you tend to make better decisions. But if you look away from their vulnerability, which is what parents are doing, they're looking away either out of necessity because they have to work or they're looking away because they want to leave and they want to be away. But if you look at their vulnerability, you'll make better decisions. And moms need to hear this, Erica, and I think that's what's so challenging. I remember when I, you know, was in those first weeks and months right after my baby was born, and she needed everything, everything from me. And it, it's an interesting way of starting to value your own life, like when you realize this person is so dependent on you, you know, emotionally, uh, physically, for nurturing, everything. 
it's inspiring, but our culture right now has created such a disconnect from moms with the pressure to work, with the pressure to return right away to work, to earn more, or to put our degrees into um, effect as well. And so I guess one of my questions for you is how do we as parents navigate these situations to help make sure that our kids are being resilient in their in their lives today and into their future? Well, I mean, the things that parents can do, other than being as physically and emotionally present as possible, um, is, again, be sensitive and empathic. Um, you know, try to avoid the pitfall of many parents, which is to focus on discipline instead of focusing on compassion and empathy. Um, your children primarily need, the most important thing that parents give to their children in terms of building resilience is they give them understanding. And that understanding creates trust and a sense of security in the world that helps them to cope with whatever, is, whatever adversity comes their way. Um, so trading in, it's it's not that you're trading in all structure. Parents also need to structure things for their children. Um, but this discipline approach is a very American approach. It's um, I'm here to teach them right and wrong, and I'm going to do it in a very harsh way. And um, I'm just going to say no to things that they shouldn't do, rather than understand what their behavior means or what their deeper motivations are. So our role as parents is to understand our children. Um, mm -hmm. So presence, understanding, mm -hmm. self-awareness. Uh, you can't parent children uh, to be emotionally healthy and mentally well if you're not self-aware, if you're not mm -hmm. conscious uh, of your own, um, we say neurotic repetition, if you're not conscious of all the bad things that happened to you in your childhood that your parents may have done to you, then we're forced to repeat them with our children. Um, that self-awareness is critical. Um, so is regulation, emotional regulation. We can't teach our children to regulate their emotions if we can't regulate our emotions. Things like sadness, anger, um, these are emotions that we have to regulate in ourselves to help them regulate. That's Erica Komazar here on Trending with Timmer. You can find her at Erica, E-R-I-C-A, Komazar, K-O-M-I-S-A-R.com. I'll be right back here on Trending to talk more with Erica Komazar. She's a psychoanalyst, a clinical social worker, and a parent's guidance expert, has a couple of incredible books I'm posting on social media. I'll be right back, and we're going to talk about why parents should know things about daycare and the impact on children. Hi, this is Father Rocky with news that Relevant Radio continues to grow. We recently began broadcasting on a big station in Seattle. We started broadcasting just last week in Toledo, Ohio on FM and AM, and Tucson, Arizona is going to be next. One big reason we've been able to grow is our generous monthly donors. They've budgeted a gift of $25 or more every month for Relevant Radio. We call these generous monthly donors our St. Joseph Recurring Gift Society please consider becoming a member. It helps us to budget better on our end. It saves us money. And you get some wonderful spiritual benefits in return, like being included in our Mass every day and the Rosary and Chaplet General Intentions. Take a look at all the spiritual benefits at relevantradio.com slash Joseph. 
Check out our St. Joseph Recurring Gift Society and give online now at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. We're matching funds this hour, so whatever dollar amount you give will be doubled. You can also give by calling 877-291-0123. Hey, this is Kale Clark joining Tim Ray for this hour of trending. It's the last hour that you can support this program during our Join the Family Pledge Drive. 877-291-0123 or go to relevantradio.com or just click the banner on the app to do just that. You know, families do a lot of things together like camping, right, Tim Ray? <laughs> Not nope, right before not you're about well, to have a baby, well eight, though. Nine months pregnant. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I, I sympathize with, with your husband, Gabe, because we, we husbands can get pregnancy brain, too. Believe me, I've, I've been there. I've totally been there. But, hey, families support one another through thick and thin, and we hope that you'll support the relevant radio family right now by calling 877-291-0123. As Father said, you just heard him say this, it's a partnership challenge hour. Every dollar that you give will be matched 100%. What a deal and what a steal. This is a this is a no-brainer. Let's call that number 877-291-0123 or the app or relevantradio.com, Tamari. 86 people. We need 86 people to call in the next 40 minutes or donate online, relevantradio.com. The number is one 877 Two nine one zero one two three. If you'd like to support the work we're doing here, and hey, marriage is difficult. Being mm. a parent is difficult, and I am so inspired by the parents who are reaching out, asking questions. Okay, I'm trying to navigate dropping down to one income so I can be more present to my kids. What tips do you have? You know, I'm looking at relocating where I live in order mm. to have a better family conducive life. Last week we were talking about uh, what you can do to reinvent your career and yourself if you need to maybe make more for your family or mm -hmm. maybe scale back on the type of work you're doing to be more present to your family. These are conversations we're having that, Kale, are so real and I think mm -hmm. so raw that Kind of calm, common society isn't really having that conversation to help us prioritize our families. And so that's why I love guests like Eric Komazar, who's with me today on Trending. And I hope you do too and will support what we're doing here to help build up moms, dads, marriages, and families. Call 877-291-0123. Support that kind of life-changing work that Timory is doing. Uh, you can also go to the Relevant Radio app or relevantradio.com. Patricia in Garland, Texas has given a $240 gift, a, a recurring gift. So it's going to be a monthly. We, we really appreciate that. You've been added to our St. Joseph's Recurring Gift Society. And that gift will be matched dollar for dollar in that new market that we have down there in Texas. So... Hey, grab the bull by the horns. Call 877-291-0123 or give now on RelevantRadio.com and the app. Join the family today. You're listening to Trending with Timory, where you can discuss what matters most to you. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. My guest today is Erica Komazar during our weekly Marriage Hour. Parents, this is your time to call. If you have a question about navigating, building resilience in your children, helping to meet their needs, Erica Komazar is that expert. She's a clinical social worker and a psychoanalyst. She's written a number of books uh, on parenting, especially helping us moms to understand the importance of being present and how to build resilience in our children. We're posting links on social media and tagging Erica. Just follow me at Timmery, T-I-M-M-E-R-I-E, to catch up 
out on Twitter and Facebook. And I want to take a question that's come in. Brandy from Los Angeles has a question for Erica today. Brandy, what's your question for us? Um, I have a question. What if um, during the first um, three years, <clears throat> the mother and the father have um, split custody between between um, each other? How, would, can you specify a little bit more? Oh, um, my, um, my boyfriend and I are, are split, um, so we, we have, um, we have, we split, like, 50-50, like, she's with him 50% mm -hmm. of the time, she's with me 50% of the time, but, um, recently I've, I've, I've kind of made it so that I have her more of the time, but during those years of zero to three, um, she was mostly, like, with her dad, like, 50, you know, like, 50-50, I guess. Yeah, great. Uh, Erica, any advice for moving forward here and helping to build up what that child needs in this situation? You know, I really like the parent guidance model in terms of couples, particularly couples who are trying to negotiate separations and divorces, um, because it helps get both parents on the same page. Um, it's it's hard. I mean, it's really hard to go through a separation and it's hard on, on parents and it's really hard on children. So, you know, I won't candy coat it and say that it's not hard on everyone. Um, I think that, you know, fathers and mothers essentially do perform different roles in terms of nurturing, but that doesn't mean they both can't be sensitive and empathic nurturers. So probably what I would encourage your um, boyfriend is to read maybe my first book or any of the book the books that are on sensitive empathic nurturing so when he's with her um, in the first three years you really need a mother and by mother I mean that sensitive empathic nurturing and you really need your primary attachment object but in this case this child will have two attachment objects. So it's just important that fathers are more like mothers if they're going to have custody 50% of the time than they are like fathers. Um, because mothers, you know, as I said, they do what we call sensitive empathic nurturing, which is they lean into the distress of babies and reflect their pain and kind of can stay with their pain and don't cheer them up and rush them out of it and you know, fathers tend to do something called playful tactile stimulation, which is they tend to like to distract babies from pain and, you know, shake them and tickle them and make them laugh and move them away from the pain. And so what I would encourage you to do is maybe for you and your boyfriend to get together and with someone who does parent guidance and talk about how he can be more like you. Excellent. Thank you so much, Erica. Mm -hmm. And I think that's helpful, especially because I hear, Brandy, in your situation, you're wanting to, you know, build up that additional presence with your child and meet the needs that may have been uh, unmet potentially. And I know I am praying for you and I hope you really uh, take to heart. I don't know if you're Catholic or what faith you may, may be, um, but praying like, Lord, equip me with what I need to meet my child's needs. And this is a prayer that I try to pray daily, or if it's just a really difficult day, especially, you know, being seven, eight months pregnant now, um, where I pray like, Lord, help me to meet the needs of my child um, and to be aware of them 
them and to uh, fill in where, where, you know, maybe I've been lacking or struggling or she's having additional need. And I know God always provides and helps us to uh, be equipped to be, you know, those moms and those dads that our children need. And this is why relying on God is so helpful. Praise God. We have our faith in situations such as these. If you have a question for my guest today, Erica Comazar, it's our weekly marriage hour. And we're talking about parenting and navigating those difficult situations within the context of parenting and marriage. As she is a clinical social worker and a psychoanalyst, and she's a parent guides expert. I highly recommend her books, 10 out of 10. One of them is called Being There, Why Prioritizing Motherhood in the First Three Years Matters, and the other is on resilience. We've posted links on social media as well as in the episode notes for today's show. And, you know, I need to hear these conversations. We need to be prepared to make those changes in our lives to prioritize the children that we are having. We're going to come back with Erica Komazar talking about what parents should know about the impact of daycare on children. It's a sensitive topic, one which is uh, has a lot of, I would say, government interference today internationally. And we need to be informed as we're making choices for our children. I'll be right back here on Trending with Erica Komazar. Hey, everybody, this is Kale Clark from The Kale Clark Show and the Faith Explained program. Joining Timory just for these last 30 minutes, we're halfway through the hour. It's your final chance this week, it's your final chance this year to vote. No, not in the midterms, but to vote for Trending with Timory. And how do we do that? Well, a couple ways you can do that. Listen to the show, share the show, but also give to Relevant Radio to make sure that we can continue with the show. 877-291-0123 is the number to call. And of course, you can always go to the app or relevantradio.com and get that special premium, that great talk by Father Rocky on how to have a happy Catholic family. We want you to join the family. And uh, Timory's always talking about family, always talking about motherhood, always talking about great ways that we can really build the home up. And Timory, thank you so much for what you do. Thank you, Kale. It's a joy to be here. I, I praise God we have the opportunity to talk about these things mm. in real, raw, day-to-day navigating experiences. And you know, when we're talking about navigating experiences, I was just thinking it's Vocations Week this week. So we're talking about you know, yeah. building up the priesthood and seeing that we have vocations uh, of you know mothers, fathers, priests, religious sisters. And I received just the most heartwarming uh, message from Brian Peterson this week. Mm. He was sharing that he's a, had a little bit of a later calling. He's a public school teacher. So, you know, maybe not having biological children, but practicing that paternal uh, dimension of who he is. And he's discerning the priesthood. And he said that he discovered trending here on Relevant Radio a couple years ago. And he said it's been a massive and nearly daily influence in his life ever since. So if we could pray for Brian as he discerns his vocation. And he said he's so grateful. He said the words set on trending with my guests and everyone have played an incredible role in his own spiritual life and has had a huge impact on many people he knows uh, just talking about the show and our guests Mm. with some of his friends and that's what I hope trending is and you know the Kale Clark show Kale that we're sparking conversations amongst each other uh, to talk about real ideas that change lives and help us to thrive and live to our fullest potential as you know God intended us to. 
want to thank Veronica in Houston, Texas for donating $50. Thank you, Veronica. She's a new donor and a new market for us at Relevant Radio. We want to continually expand. And just like Timory said, what a privilege it is to be here and to share this message with all of you. So why don't you join the family right now? We're sparking vocations. Like with Brian, who's thinking about the priesthood. He's, he's working towards it. There's so many other vocations out there. We want to support every one of them through Relevant Radio. It's all part of God's gifts for his family. We want you to join the family. 877-291-0123, relevantradio.com, or through the app. Every gift is matched dollar for dollar this hour only. Powered by you. By you. Listener supported. Welcome back to our Join the Family Fall Pledge Drive on Relevant Radio. It's our weekly marriage hour today on Trending with the Timory. It's great to be with you. My guest today is Erica Komazar. She's a clinical social worker, a psychoanalyst, and a parent's guide expert. She's written a handful of fantastic books. We're posting links in the episode notes as well as on social media if you'd like to pick them up. 10 out of 10 recommend Dads, you need to read these. Ladies, we need to read these even if you don't have children yet. I'm going to talk about what parents should know about the impact of daycare on children. Erica Komazar, I first came across her because she was kind of being canceled by mainstream media in a certain respect because she was saying truthful things about what we need to understand with regard to childhood development and the importance of moms that the culture, the workforce education system that we have doesn't really want to hear about. So we'll talk about that in just a moment. But Norma from Miami's calling. And Norma, I am so glad you're calling because I have a lot of friends who are in this area where they're going, okay, I want to go back to work. I want to have, you know, my parent take care of my kid. And there's kind of this balance of will, you know, the grandparent be enough for my child? How do I balance it? So Norma, welcome to Trending. What's your question for Erica today? as a new grandma. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. We are all very excited. Um, and um, like I said, my is my daughter-in-law. Her mom lives about two hours um, from Miami, so she's not freely available. And so since I just re- recently retired, um, I guess that my role would be kind of like uh, to step in and fill in when she has to go back to work because they cannot afford a one-income family. So my question is, like, what would be, I don't intend, of course, to replace her, but uh, when I see that the mom is so important, and so for, I guess, you know, six hours or so, she's a teacher, I'm going to be the main care caregiver. And so how can I be the best person uh, for, for, for that task because it's a, gra- it's, it's, it's a great job and, um, and I don't know if I have all the skills that I need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question, Norman. I mm-hmm. want to get Erica's thoughts here, but Erica, I even want to just say this and get your thoughts as well. My first reaction, mm-hmm. I think this is something we need to hear as women when we're thinking about going back to work and not, you know having someone else take care of our kids. I know, I've seen it in my peer group, Erica, that we moms need to hear how important, capable, and irreplaceable we are to build that confidence to know, you know what, I can make these sacrifices and I should be willing to, mm-hmm. to stay. And so would you say that that was, is a starting point to then look mm-hmm. at, well, how can we fill in that gap if the mom isn't present? 
Yeah, I think the myth in society is that babies are um, indiscriminate in terms of their attachment, meaning that they'll go to anyone, particularly when they're newborns and they're little, um, you know, that anybody can hold a baby. And, and it's, it's in our culture. I mean, if you go to a party and you bring your baby, the baby is passed around like a sack of potatoes. So, you know, people really, and you know, people come visit you and want to hold your baby. And, and I think what people don't realize is babies are incredibly sensitive. Uh, and as I said, fragile. And their attachment or their, um, their sense of security in the world is actually a bodily experience of being physically skin to skin connected to their mothers. Uh, when they're really little. And as they get older, it's it's having that presence of their mother to at least sort of gaze at, look back at. and But the concept that um, babies, you know, that mothers are unique to babies or the primary attachment figure, because, you know, sometimes it is the father or sometimes it is the grandmother. I mean, there are some grandmothers who are the primary attachment figure to a baby, meaning John Bowlby, the father of attachment, said that the primary attachment figure, the one who creates a sense of emotional security in a child, is the person that's there from moment to moment during the day to soothe that baby when they're in distress. That's the primary attachment figure, is the, is the go-to person when that baby's in distress. But you can have what we call alternative attachment figures. Um, and I, I don't, you know, I don't like to call them surrogates, but grandmothers, aunts, what we call kinship bonds are the next best thing to a mother being there um, because their investment, their emotional investment in that baby is the most similar to, uh, to a mother or father, but also they're going to be in that baby's life, life forever. So that would be my first choice in terms of caregiving when a mother has to work is to try to find um, a grandmother, a mother, in the end, someone who is what we call kinship bonds. Um, and babies tend to do better um, when they have a permanent attachment figure like a grandmother in their lives. Um, mm. And I would say that that's, you know, that is a unique situation today. And, and your daughter is incredibly fortunate to have, or your daughter-in-law is incredibly fortunate to have you, I would say. Um, Secondly, then you would go to having a single surrogate babysitter, one person who's caring for your child um, rather than daycare. And I know you're going to ask me questions about daycare. And, and you know, lastly, it would be um, it would be daycare. And, and you know how I feel about daycare. But, yeah, so kinship bonds are the next best thing than a mother. I want to come to daycare in just a moment, but first, kind of maybe just some tips. So here, here is you know grandma stepping in to help care for the baby. Um, mm -hmm. In your book, uh, being there, why prioritizing mother in the first three years matters. We did a whole episode with you about how to mm -hmm. be present as a mom, and we'll include a link on social media in the episode notes because it's important. You know, getting down on the floor, making the eye contact, being present. Mm -hmm. But what can grandmothers be aware of if they're watching their kids that they need to make sure you know they're not doing to be distracted or fail to be the proper presence that that child needs since they're behaving as a primary educator or caregiver? Well, the way that grandmothers attach to very young babies is the same way mothers do. They do it through skin to skin, holding the baby a great deal. So don't let anybody tell you that holding the baby is not a good thing. Holding the baby as much as that baby will allow you to. Uh, as you say, um, you know, being reflective of that baby's emotions. You know, if the baby is sad, 
uh, allowing the baby to be sad for a moment and letting your facial expressions and your body language reflect how the baby's feeling rather than cheering the baby up and creating what we call discrepant emotions, right? So if a baby's sad or angry, you don't want to, you know, try to cheer the baby up, right? So, and, and that's an old way that grandmothers would behave, you know, kind of, you know, trying to make the baby happy. Be where the baby, meet the baby on their terms emotionally. Um, and I would say really important for grandmothers is don't feel competitive with mothers. And this, this grandmother sounds very healthy in that she doesn't sound like she's competitive. But some grandmothers will get into, nope, I can soothe the baby. You go off and, you know, whereas in, in other cultures, when there are multiple attachment figures, grandmothers and, you know, fathers, grandfathers, you know, the, the idea is that when the baby is in distress, the baby goes easily back to uh, to the mother or the primary attachment figure, meaning there's no holding on to the baby or feeling possessive over the baby. It's releasing the baby to the mother who can sue that baby like nobody else. And so those are the best grandmothers. They're the ones that when the baby is playful and, and wants to, you know, kind of play that the grandmother takes the baby but then when the baby is in distress the grandmother easily lets go and releases the baby to the mother you know oh the baby wants you now and that's really important and that helps to show the priority of the mom that the mom you know needs to be mm-hmm. there i, I yeah. really really appreciate that okay i actually do have a question when you're talking about picky up and skin to skin my baby's almost two years old i am seven mm-hmm. months pregnant i've been dealing with preterm labor so it's a lot for me to carry her right now but she wants to be held 24 7 and so i try to get yep. down on the floor and sit with her and put her on my lap as much as i can mm-hmm. but you know i'm with her all day long and that's a lot on my body while still trying to you know get dishes done, laundry, you know, taking care of food. What do you advise for us when we're in that stage where we can't hold as much, but they want to be held? Well, as you say, you know, curling up on the couch together, curling up in bed together, um, any physical contact or affection is important. It doesn't have to be physically caring, uh, caring your child at that point. You know, in your situation, you wouldn't be physically caring your child, but you would, you know, and in any situation, you can being physically affectionate, you know, sort of on the couch, in the bed, on the ground, um, and engaging, you know, being interested in your in your toddler. And, and I think that's something that we take for granted. Most people, I think, will make jokes about how babies are boring and toddlers are boring and they can't wait, you know. But the truth is, if, if you're bored with your own child, whether it's a, uh, an infant or a toddler, that child feels that you're bored with them. They don't feel very interesting. And when we as children don't feel very interesting to our parents of all people, we grow up feeling not very interesting and it impacts our self-esteem. So more than anything is our interest, showing our interest in our children, in their play, in what they have to say, uh, in their emotions and their feelings. So yeah, be interested in your children because if you are not interested in them, Who's going to be interested in them? And they're certainly not going. To, and they're certainly not going to feel interesting. Yeah, and I find the more I make the effort to pay attention to her, 
and see mm-hmm. her where she's at and talk to her. You know, praise God, I've not gotten bored with her ever. But I have also been very, very intentional that, you know, I get down on her level. What is she thinking? How is she saying this word? How can we practice, you know, maybe saying a new word and play with the words and laugh mm-hmm. at how she's saying them? As this is so helpful for us as moms of being able to navigate this day to day that can be challenging. That's Erica Comazar. We're going to talk about daycare, what parents should know about the impact of daycare on children. Check her work out at ericacomazar.com. That's E R I C A. Comazar is spelled K O M I S A R.com. We'll be right back here on Trending. Changing lives in your neighborhood and across the nation. Here's another relevant radio miracle moment. My father's died in on December 11th, 2021, and he was on his deathbed and he, uh, at 3 p.m. and the priest came in and did the Divine Mercy Chaplet along with the Litany of Saints and he passed away peacefully. And after that, for the next month or longer, he gave us many, many beautiful signs that he was in heaven with Jesus. He, he was a hard man yeah. and I became a total believer. I listen to you every day with the chaplet. Thank you. And if I can't hear the live radio, I listen to the prayers. I do the rosary every night. I'm a total changed person because of that prayer and what it did to my dad. Touch a heart and change a soul by making a donation to Relevant Radio today. Hey, this is Kale Clark alongside Timory for these last few minutes of the program. It's your last chance to support Timory during this Pledge Drive week because, guess what? By the time she airs tomorrow, Pledge Drive will be long over. So let's make sure that you show your support to her by calling 877-291-0123 and making a donation to Relevant Radio. Join the family. You can also, of course, go to the app or to relevantradio.com. And don't forget, every dollar is matched 100% this hour. And there's only a few minutes left to do this because of a generous donor just like you who says, I want to double the impact of every single person who calls in or clicks the app or goes to the website, Timory. We have just 15 minutes and we need 64 people to step forward to support Relevant Radio. If you've never given before, give for the first time. Give $5, give whatever you can. Maybe you have a little bit more today. Elizabeth, Len, and Susan all just gave for the first time to Relevant Radio. They gave online at relevantradio.com or the Relevant Radio app. The number is also one 291 0123 to support what we're doing here. It is my joy to be with you every day, driving, running, wherever you might be. Uh, it really is a joy. You know, we get to hear each other's stories and I get to hear what you guys are working with through your life, whether you're single and you want to get married so badly, you're praying for the gift of children, you're struggling with fertility. I've been there and we need that faithful perspective. Uh, I've shared, Kale, that the last couple of weeks have been really tough with some of the preterm labor and everything that I had been going through. And a priest called earlier uh, today to check in and see how I was mm. doing and had been asking my mom, I actually received anointing of the sick last week. Things were so bad. And wow. father said, come here, let, you know, let's, let's take care of you. Things are in a rough place with some of these complications. And father told me, you know, there's so many people out there who are trying to have children. And he said, you are so blessed because even in the midst of the difficulty to get pregnant and the difficulty to carry a child to term God has still allowed you in the midst of that to have these children and he said you need to be grateful for what you have and 
you know, I think that challenge is there, that we don't always find the time to be grateful for what we have in the midst of our challenging circumstances. As parents, as single people, of actually seeing God has blessed us in abundance, can we be grateful? And you can be grateful today by supporting our work here at Relevant Radio and having that faith-filled perspective shared with other people too. 877-291-0123 is the number to call or click the app or go online relevantradio.com. Caroline in Chicago, second gift this week, 2000 That becomes 4000 with our partnership challenge. Every gift is matched dollar for dollar. That was sweet, Caroline. And good times, it never looked so good. Join the family, 877-291-0123. listening to Trending with Timory, where you can discuss what matters most to you. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Welcome back to Trending. It's our weekly marriage hour, and as I promised, we're going to talk about daycare, what parents need to know about the impact of daycare on children. It's a tough topic. Erica Komazar is a clinical social worker, psychoanalyst, and parents guide expert. She's written a number of fantastic books, Post the links on social media as well as in the episode notes for today's show. If you know someone who's a new mom, a parent trying to navigate things, please share this episode with them. Podcasts are available online, relevantradio.com, or wherever you catch your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, you name it, we are there, even YouTube. So please share this episode, text it to a friend, a child, whoever might need it. Erica, talk to me about daycare. What do we need to know as parents about the impact on children and whether or not to go with it? So the best way I can describe to you why daycare is not a good thing for young children and their uh, and their brains is because it's stressful. Um, and we know it's stressful because when very young children are separated from their primary attachment objects, who are their center of security and their center of safety, the feeling of safety that they're okay. Um, when they're physically separated from that person and then put into um, a group environment with um, many different caregivers that come and go and many children, some of who are in distress, some of who are, you know, um, have in volatile states, you know, it's just an, an overwhelming, overstimulating overly stressful situation for very, very neurologically fragile young children uh, who all you have to do is take them away from that attachment figure and they feel stress. And then you put them in this overstimulating, scary environment. And we know that it causes stress, uh, not just because they cry, um, but we know it causes stress because the research shows that when they did salivary um, cortisol test. Cortisol is the stress hormone. When they did Salazar, sal, um, um, uh, cortisol tests on babies uh, in daycare, they showed very, very high levels of cortisol. Uh, and so, so we know that they're stressed. And we know that stress at a very young age is very harmful to the brain. Um, there's a little part of the brain called the amygdala, which is the stress-regulating part of the brain. And in the first year, it's meant to be really, it's meant to not come online. Um, and and mo- in most parts of the world, babies stay with their mothers for the first year. So it stays very small and diminutive. But in America, we, we Im- impose on very young children a great, great amount of stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's sorrowful for me to hear because... Um, 
it's not what I grew up with. You know, daycare wasn't a norm for us. It's not something our family did. And it's not something I knew I ever wanted to do for my child. I saw the benefit of my mom always raising us. You know, I did see my mom have to start working um, when I was entering into my teen years. And I even saw, you know, the impact of her, you know, having to do work, but also understanding the necessity and the balance and that she chose to do if she had to work, work from home. And she sold real estate and she took us with her. She would take us with her to show clients Mm -hmm. real estate because that's what she had to do. She put that priority there um, as hard as it was for her to have to go to work in that way. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, when we're talking about daycare and these stressors, I appreciate that you're candid about the impact on kids because I think a lot of um, women and men tend to say that, well, children are resilient. They'll adapt, they'll be fine. Or people will say, my child needs to learn authority for someone, or my child needs other people beyond me and to be socialized. What are your responses to those arguments? Well, my my responses are that one in five children in America is being diagnosed with a mental health disorder. And so, and that keeps rising. And uh, I mean, the statistics are just really um, incredibly sort of sad and and worrisome. So, and we know that children are not resilient from birth. Children are born fragile from birth. And what makes them resilient is that in the first three years, we provide them with that trusting relationship from moment to moment. We're there to mm-hmm. soothe them in distress. And that helps them to build a sense of safety. Once they have that sense of safety and they've internalized that at three years of age, then they start to be able to deal with incrementally more and more adversity and stress. And this idea that you throw the baby into the swimming pool and force them to swim, which is also another crazy thing that people do, is is it is it's the only thing I can say is it's crazy and and what it does is it really is putting a kind of stress on children to be defensively independent um, to sort of to you know and and the way and the way I would describe it is children will say well no one's here the person that is supposed to take care of me and make me feel safe isn't here so I guess I'm on my own and that sense of defensive independence really has great consequences in the long run. That's Erica Komazar, so candid and truthful for us as parents, the truth we need to hear about raising our children. Find her at ericacomazar.com. That's E-R-I-C-A-K-O-M-I-S-A-R.com. And post the links on social media if you didn't catch that, as well as in the episode notes. Thank you so much, Erica, for joining us. We'll have to have you on again soon here on Trending for our weekly marriage hour. Hey everybody, this is Kale Clark alongside Timory. I'm the host of the Kale Clark Show and the Faith Explained. So happy to be with Timory on this hour of training. Just the last few minutes here. It's really your last chance to get in on the pledge drive for this particular program. Hey, we just had a call. Unfortunately, we ran out of time, but Anne from Ontario, great friend of Relevant Radio, she wanted to say this. I'm a mom of seven daughters. Wow! Seven daughters between the ages of 16 and 29, and Kale and Timory are the most essential shows in understanding culture. Thank you so much, Anne, for that vote of confidence. If you want to give a vote of confidence to Relevant Radio, if you if you want to support this life-changing message that we bring to the table and to the airwaves every day, you got to call this number right now, 877 291 
888-888-0123 and make your donation, which will be doubled, 100% increase. Yep, because we've got a generous donor just like you who is matching dollar for dollar. Every single penny that comes in during these next few minutes, it's a partnership challenge right now during our Join the Family Pledge Drive right here on Relevant Radio. You can also, of course, go to the app, relevantradio.com, the Relevant Radio website. Relevant Radio is really proud to present to you also one thing you can look at when you go there on the website is all the pledge drive premiums that we have we have some gifts that we want to give to you just as a token of our thanks uh, when you come in at various giving levels and a lot of them have to do timory with the home with the family and i just love them especially the holy water font uh, i have one of those in our in our daughter's room and and every night it's just great to be able to dip into that and not only to give her a blessing, but to, to bless myself as well with holy water, reminding us that, that God is sovereign over our families as well. Amen. It, that's so important to have the intercession of you know all of our sacramentals, the holy water. We need that. I, I love blessing my daughter when I think of it, to bless her before she goes to bed. I love the idea of a holy water font in the room. I'm going to have to find one that she'll enjoy and put in there because she loves dipping her hand in the <laughs> holy water at church. You know, I received a message on Facebook from Juan, and he shared how much he loves Relevant Radio and listening to Trending in particular. And he said especially in his darker moments when he's kind of been hiding and he said that you know because of this program because of relevant radio he said i'm still catholic and i'm going to start going to back to mass this sunday and i was so excited to hear that because this is what we need Amen. to hear we need to be inspired and challenged that we don't turn our back on god in the midst of difficulty, but we cling all the more closer to him and know that he is a source of life, of truth, of healing, of justice, and of peace. 877-291-0123 is a number to call. This is your last opportunity this year. This is our final pledge drive of the year, and over these next two minutes, every dollar that you donate to Relevant Radio will be matched 100%. Really want to create a sense of urgency because one of the things that happens here at Relevant Radio is that they crunch the numbers. Data is very important to us. We want to know who is listening. We want to know what they value. So if this program is important to you, call right now, 877-291-0123 to support Timory and all the other great programs that we have all throughout the day on Relevant Radio. You can keep it locked in from morning to night, whether it's John Morales on Morning Air, whether it's Patrick Madrid, whether it's Josh Raymond with The Inner Life, or Father Simon Says, The Holy Mass, The Faith Explained, with yours truly. Who am I missing? Well, we've got, of course, Drew Mariani. We've got the Kale Clark Show, Trending with Timory, The Family Rosary Across America with Father Rocky himself, which is coming up in just a few minutes. We want him to be able to give thanks for a great pledge drive day. So let's make the next couple minutes count. 877-291-0123 or relevantradio.com or the app. Let's hit 60 gifts this hour. We have eight more to go. So call 1-877-291-0123 or relevantradio.com is the easiest way. Georgina, Gemma, Jose, Richard, Helen, they've all raised their hand and they've given to support us here at Relevant Radio. And shout out to Kathy who just wrote to me and she said, I learned about Relevant Radio a month ago and I stumbled into your show. You've helped me to have courage and conviction in speaking the truth about our faith. This is what we all need and this is 
why we have these programs here on Relevant Radio to have courage and conviction in speaking the truth and living it in our Catholic faith. So support us here on Relevant Radio so Kathy and others can find our work. RelevantRadio.com is the easiest way to give or give us a call. 1-877-291-0123.